let's take a moment to talk about our sponsor. You're a new DM who wants to jump behind the screen. Maybe you've been volunteered by your gaming group, but aren't quite ready. You've been watching people play games online or on podcasts, and you're thinking to yourself, where do they come up with all that descriptive narrative? There's no way I can do that. Well, don't worry. We've got a solution for you. What if I were to tell you that I can put a team of professional writers alongside you at your desk while you're prepping your game? Sounds pretty good, huh? With Describe, we can do just that. These narratives vividly describe monsters, places, spells, people, you name it. It's there. And there are more than 6,000 of these easy-to-search-up, copy, and pasteable, beautifully written narratives right at your fingertips. Confidently read these narratives aloud in your campaign and impress noob and veteran gamer alike. And the best thing about it is, the library of narratives is constantly growing, and it's affordable. Describe has graciously provided us with a discount for our listeners. Head on over to describe.com backslash dmd. That's D-S-C-R-Y-B dot com backslash DMD. Use the code DMD at checkout to try Describe for two weeks for free. Links will be in the show notes. And now, back to the show. Part five, gentlemen. Part five. Part five. Yep. Feels like we're getting things accomplished. We are. This is kind of a sad episode. Oh. I'm feeling a little melancholy. Why? Because, Lou, this is the last of our Wednesday drops for the foreseeable future. Wah, wah, and that's wah, kind of that's kind of sad. You know, we've been is. with our listeners for a little more than two years, every Wednesday, every Tuesday and every Wednesday. It was a hard decision to make. I think we made the right one, though. I think so. I think it'd be well worth it. Absolutely. We're improving the quality that we're bringing to the table by reducing the number of drops. We discussed this heavily, oftenly. Um, it, it was not a, an easy decision. But it was the right one. It, I, I agree. And we all came to that consensus, which is why we're doing it. But to help maintain the quality and hopefully elevate the quality of what's going Most on. Most importantly, yeah. Continue to put out product for you. We felt it necessary to scale back how often we drop stuff so we can yeah. devote a little bit more time to keeping the, the quality. And, and like I said, hopefully uh, upgrading as well as other projects we're working on. Yes. We're like Cher. Not as good looking. And Madonna. Again, not as good looking, but they frequently reinvented themselves mm -hmm. to be fresh and current. And that's what we're doing. A little reinventation. Sort of, right? Is that a word? I don't know. It is now. If we can have awesomosity, we can have reinventation. That, that's right. And <laughs> not only is this wrapping up our Wednesday drops for the foreseeable future, but it's also wrapping up our short series and campaign starters. We're going to be sidling up to the bar and ordering some drinks. So we're meeting. What are our favorite things to do? At an inn. At an inn. The old D&D trope. So Lou's got a little something for us. The PCs meet at an inn, but they don't know how they got there. They are among some NPCs, but no one else knows how they got there. They cannot leave the inn. They have to uncover the mystery of their arrival and find a way out. So the old trope of meeting in an inn takes a bit of a new twist. I guess it could be, and it's almost like being swallowed by the sea creature. Let's do something a little bit. It could be any establishment, right? Right. It could be an inn. It could be a bar. How about a nightclub? 
Yeah. Maybe they show up at a nightclub in modern day. They have no idea how they got there. Why is it so loud? Why are people dressed all funny? And everybody thinks that they're coming back from like Comic-Con because <laughs> they're dressed weird. And why is, doesn't anyone else have weapons? That we can see. <laughs> I have an idea. All right. You can't get out. You can't leave. No one knows why they're there or how they got there. What if this is a test? A group of deities or powerful beings decided that perhaps this area is no longer supporting the needs of these deities. And to see whether or not they're worthy enough to continue to exist, we're going to put them through a test and see whether or not they pass the test, if they are good enough to keep around. So there would be maybe a series of tests that wouldn't necessarily be outwardly identifiable as tests, but I agree. There would be situations that the PCs would be put in throughout the course of their their adventure, their campaign, if you will, that would be tests to see how they would react to given situations. Maybe if they pass the first test, they move out of this establishment wherever it is. And out into another. They're able to leave. They find a door in the back room that's open. And they walk out the back door. And the adventure continues. And so do more tests of oh, their... It leads to a courtyard. A yeah. large courtyard. That's the next test. And from there, it goes through a gate into the streets. But you can't get into any other building. You can't get out the ends of the streets. For some reason, you, you step out and you're automatically at the other end walking back into the, the street, and that becomes the next test. I have an idea of tests, but what do you have for an idea of tests? It could be something as simple as while they're in this tavern and people are trying to get out, the uh, group of NPCs, you know, NPC hotheads, maybe start pushing around someone who is there. You know, they want to take their anger and frustration out on somebody. Do the PCs stand by and let this person be brutalized or do they intervene? There you go. Let's test the morality. Maybe they're testing worthiness. Maybe they're trying to understand the, the human condition. Who knows? But the tests are present. What and if, What if the tests are based on the seven deadly sins? Even better, but you would have to not have it outwardly oh, by no means. appear that way. Yeah. Because it's always better. People are going to start at your table are going to start picking up on certain things. The wheels are going to be turning and they're going to be thinking about it mm -hmm. during the rest of the week after the game. And they're going to be talking and they're going to be texting and then they're going to be, you know, whispering to one another at the table. So <laughs> if you do something like that, it's always cool to see them begin to realize maybe this is exactly what it is. So the next test should have something to do with this. Why, why is this a test? Is it a test? It looks like a test. It looks like a test that looks very similar to seven deadly sins being presented to you. And why? Who's behind this? Who's doing this? So you start building that interest, mm -hmm. right? Uh, not necessarily thinly veiled, but veiled enough so that they could be uncovered with a little thought. There's got to be a little bit of work right, put into it. Um, on the part of the PCs, oh, which make it even more satisfying. Especially if it, you know, you're not sure what you're being tested for. Yeah. Because sometimes greed and gluttony are very, very similar. Very. If your your the party decides, or this is gluttony, I'm gonna we're gonna do this. And come to find out, it's not. It's it's greed. They might fail the test. And throughout the tests in the the, the campaign, 
these deities would, would appear, but maybe one at a time, you know, maybe one time it's an old man, another time it's a young boy, another time it's a matriarchal looking woman. Well, there would have to be a witness to the action. And then eventually at the very end, when they kind of figure it out, maybe sounds like an awesome Star Trek episode, really, to be honest (laughs) with you. You know, the Pantheon reveals themselves as all of those people that they saw individually throughout the campaign. You can even throw an Easter egg where a woman's wearing an earring with a, a little emblem on it, and then the emblem pops up on a ring, and then maybe a pendant or the buttons of a jacket, yeah. and see if they pick up on it at some point or think back, wait a minute, did somebody else have something like that? It might be, all right, so start looking for the person that has this this insignia on them. It's, it can't be just coincidence, and let them try to figure that out as well. What do you think, Lou? I like it. I always like these kind of, I'll say, puzzles. Sometimes it's better than combat itself. I enjoy the mental game and the puzzles. I often try to incorporate them. It's fun to see the players work them out. As a team. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of having some frontline fighters here, somebody over here, now they have to pull all their mental resources and sometimes physical resources. Yet sometimes you have to remind the players that their characters may not be that bright or much brighter than what they're, they're playing out. Thank you, everybody, for joining us on Wednesdays for the last two-some-odd years. We appreciate you uh, joining us. We appreciate you listening. We're still here every Tuesday, and we've got some interesting stuff planned for the future. So I wouldn't say interesting. I would say amazing. I would say, yes, we hope it's amazing. We have some adventures we want you to join us in. Stay in touch. Bear with us. You'll see what we're doing. See you on Tuesdays. And that's Episode 5 of our D&D Short Series, D&D Campaign Starters. We'll see you next time in the dojo. That's going to conclude this episode. Thanks for tuning in and listening. Please subscribe to the podcast for more great content. If you'd like to hear a particular topic, you can reach us on Facebook at the Dungeon Masters Dojo. Or you can drop us an email at the Dungeon Masters Dojo at gmail.com. Thank you and have a good day.